and actually this padi hai came from there padi hai padi hai is a hindi phrase which means that it matters to me right so whenever i used to coach and train my uh, my team i used to tell them boss where is padi hai i'm not able to see that you are doing a job you are not doing with with passion padi hai means if it if it matters to you you will do it right if it does not matter to you you will say it is uh, marketing ka responsibility it is admin ka responsibility so the padi hai came from there it stuck and i decided to kind of pick that up and make that my byline take that padi hai with kids but as far as i am concerned my vision is to build great citizens for india who will then go out with this padi hai go out with passion go out with optimism and so on and so forth welcome back listeners This is your channel for amplifying inspiration. This is inspire someone today. Today we are joined by a wonderful guest. He is always used to this phrase of "padi high with KG." Today we will turn it around and say "IST with KG." It's my pleasure to welcome you, Krishna Gopal sir. Thank you for joining Inspire Someone today. Thank you so much for having me over, Srikant, uh, uh, and uh, wonderful to know. The, there are pockets of excellence like this, which tries to bring out the nuggets from here. And not that I am a nugget, but you know, at least I'm sure you are bringing out excellent nuggets for your listeners. Thank you so very much. You are at the top of the nugget. I associate you to the face of the young professionals, young career professionals uh, here in India and globally, with four decades of corporate experience. You did mention that you found your ikigai in coaching and mentoring. i will start jump right there uh, kg about career transition how did you prepare for such a career transition so late in your career and then found your ikigai okay the long story actually frankly i was this uh, average joe right when most average youngsters probably don't have a clue on what they want to do in life right so i i was like that so i have actually recorded a tedx talk of about 12 minutes i i delivered it to the uh, a uh, Tian Shan Park in uh, TEDx in uh, Shanghai of course virtually during the uh, covid time that talks about how i made decisions in life and the topic of that was serendipity right so it was my life has entirely been of one of serendipity when things just happen i think i have to bless uh, or rather i am blessed by god and i have to thank god for the opportunities that came my way and so on and so forth. i don't think i planned like many people do i mean many of my friends plan their lives and their careers so very well i didn't do any of that things right so uh, i mean i just did an engineering because i got great marks in science uh, i went and did mba because you know i got admission <laughs> and you know i chose marketing because i didn't like finance i didn't want to do production and go back into you know after having left engineering etc so anyway so marketing etc so vjti spj and i started uh, you know because i did marketing i started in sales and marketing and all that and just kind of stumbled along and did whatever i did right and in 2013 i rejoined uh, tech mahindra i left them in 2011 right and then went and uh, kind of joined another company where which i didn't like then i decided to be on my own for a couple of years working with startups working with colleges and so on and so forth and then i rejoined tech mahindra at that time then the ceo cp gurnani put me into a sales training role during which time of course i created this very famous program called aim achievers in the making you know it's there on my social media so 
as i started to do that program i realized that hey this is what i was born to do <laughs> that was the time when i used to hate weekends uh, i used to look forward jumping out of the bed on a monday morning wanting to get back to training working with youngsters and so on and you know many of us want to be in that space right i mean we, we know sonu nigam loves his job or sachin tendulkar probably loves his job but most of us are likely dragging our way to the work because you know we have to pay for the bills we have to pay for the emi etc etc right i don't think uh, there will be many who probably love their job but i certainly went about my job i won't say hating it but you know many times you have this saying right if you don't get what you like you have to like what you get right so i was liking what i got i did a good job of it that's why i grew that's why i made money i guess but this i didn't want the money i said i mean i don't want it i, I love it so much you can't you can't turn, turn it away from me so that's how by accident by serendipity i discovered my ikigai that's so wonderful hope serendipity happens to all of us in our daily shows <laughs> but yeah. along the way was there any kind of effort put in by kg to kind of prepare for something like this so it just you as you mentioned serendipity happened but even if it were to happen was there some kind of preparation for you to take on uh, this kind of a role uh, that you are doing all right formal preparation as i said serendipity has been the essential operating system of my life so preparation uh, i would be you know dishonest to say that i prepare but Uh, if i really look back and scan my life which is what when i work with youngsters i say i look into my rear view mirror and tell mm-hmm. you how to drive through your windscreen looking through the windscreen so that you know your experience is much better than mine when i started off at in godridge many years ago 83 in vikroli as a management trainee about seven of them were hired uh, what happened was the godridge had put out an ad for some sales role and those days no email right the applications poured in and there was a stack of applications in the corner right a bunch of stack bolega to there was about 5 6 700 applications mm-hmm. and nobody was going to go into junk so the 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 uh, marketing head called me and said hey why don't you take a look at that and do something about it? we put an ad but i don't think anybody is going over it and all that so i went over it i created a test i ran the whole process and I finally got two to three people selected out of that i mean i was supposed to be in marketing but here i was doing an hr job right that should have been a signal to me because i went about and did that so very diligently but i ignored it because you know there's always a peer pressure you know about marketing karne ke baad are you going to do hr or what so i went along one signal there then as i kind of did my you know grew and became a sales manager and a regional manager and a territory manager whatever country manager etc i spent an in- inordinate amount of time coaching and training people so much so that you know very see sales is a very aryan thing isn't it you are a, this warrior and you are this you know killer and competition kill and all of that those are the words that you get to use when you are in sales and there was this guy who was doing the stuff things of hr and you know training people and coaching people and all of that and not as much a warrior so i got branded as boss this guy should be in hr what is he doing in sales <laughs> right uh so another signal right there was a signal coming from the cosmos mm-hmm. that hey you should have been in that area and not here but i didn't listen and i, I went on and went on and went on till break in career happened and i got this so uh, i think naturally i was doing it was i preparing for it no but i guess somewhere internally the, the signals were coming that you should be in 
training, you should be in HR, you should be in coaching. And actually, this padi hai came from there. Padi hai. Padi hai is a Hindi phrase, which means that it matters to me. Right. So whenever I used to coach and train my uh, my team, I used to tell them, boss, where is padi hai? I'm not able to see that. I mean, you are doing a job. You are not doing with with passion. Padi hai means if it if it matters to you, you will do it. Right. If it does not matter to you, we'll say it is uh, marketing responsibility, it is admin responsibility. So the padi hai came from there and stuck, and I decided to kind of pick that up and make that my byline, saying that padi hai with KG. I think that was the genesis of padi hai with KG. Uh, it's been a riot on the social media platform. One of the very interesting piece of uh, padi hai is developing your own inner salesperson. Tell us a bit more about it. Why of it and uh, how of it. Yeah. So whenever I ran, I mean, as as I became uh, known for my training and coaching and mentoring capabilities, I was just not doing sales. So a lot of people came to me and said, "Hey, here are a bunch of project managers, or here are a bunch of finance people, or here is a general bunch of people who have come and talked to them, etc." And one of the first questions I asked in a very heterogeneous group is that, "How many in this group do not want to become sales?" ever so there is an element of i won't say stigma an element of kind of sneering attached to a sales guy right because oh these these people are the schmoozers these people are the people who will give wrong commitments we have to clean up behind them etc etc they are the people who make all the incentives they are the people who zip around we are the poor workers at the back end you know that kind of stuff so there we always have many raised hands oh we you know we are the workers we don't want to be sales guys right oh my god when i do that people raise their hands then i say okay great so when you went to your dad asking for uh, additional uh, pocket money what were you doing mm-hmm. or when you went to your uh, mom and said you know i want to stay overnight with my friend what were you doing or when now when you go to your boss and ask for an increment what are you doing right of the 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 worst example of this is that you know at the time of appraisal i'm sure people listeners will be doing this everybody on a scale of 5 everybody will rate themselves 5 on all the 100 ones no all the 100555555 now you tell me that why i am 3 or why i am 4 that's also negotiation and sales isn't it so i think uh, you know selling is there with everybody it's only that we do not choose to acknowledge it and we do not choose to bring it to work like padi hai okay so even even if you are in a technical role if you are in a finance role you need to have selling skill so therefore what i am trying to do with you know i'm doing a series now i've not yet finished eight qualities are there i don't recall it offhand the eight qualities that you must build to be able to develop your inner self and those qualities are nothing you know esoteric very simple things like understanding trust empathy commitment to the word the discipline those are the kinds of qualities i'm talking about and i'm giving examples of each of them to say that how they are relevant in your scheme of things great i think you touched upon two very important pieces here one is the stigma that we attach around lot of the roles which may or may not necessary what it is but we are just kind of gone with the flow and second element of it is like it or not we are all sales person in some shape or form and Absolutely. how do we nurture that inner sales person to help yourself accelerate forward in the career in the chosen field is what the essence of uh, rekindling the inner sales person in yourself 
Absolutely. Every, all of us are salespeople in one way or the other. We have always been selling right from the time as a baby or a tiny tot, we rolled on the ground wanting that toy. We were actually selling. You know, we were using <laughs> persuasive, coercive techniques to sell. I want that toy. So we are selling. So don't forget that. So how much of this is mindset versus skills, KG? Do I need to have the mindset to say that I care less, but I think this is part and parcel of me? Or yeah. do I say that these are the skills that is needed for me to be a good salesperson and I don't have it? Yeah. So you need both, right? I think I have to start with a mindset, which I call as attitude, mm -hmm. right? Attitude is everything. I mean, if you really go to any interview, I mean, I've been to several uh, in, in, you know, top colleges, when we go and hire MBA students, IIMs, top IIMs, XLRI, etc. And, you know, you go in a, in a panel, right? And then you talk to people. Of course, there's a whole bunch of psychometrics that come and, you know, this test results and that test results and all that. But the side conversation is, guys, I want attitude. If the guy has, the guy or the lady has attitude, I can teach them SAP. I can teach them selling. I can teach them anything. But attitude is important. So therefore, mindset is important as a starter, definitely. And mindset includes so many things, including a quality called as learnability. So if this is there, then you can teach them. Yes, you have to obviously, because you know you need to, in selling, for example, you need to know how to prospect. You need to know how to handle objections. You need to know how to present. You need to be able to do value selling. You need to be able to do ecosystem-based connections and networking and so many things are there, right? Closure, after sales service. And that's where those other, again, as I said, you know, the inner salesman uh, eight points that I've mentioned, all of them are all about mindset, are all about mindset, right? About the things like trust and uh, faith, uh, discipline, understanding, all of them are mindsets actually. And that's the most difficult job to build. Skills is very easy. You, uh, there are so many methodologies in selling. You know that they, you know you can run the Hathaway program, the Hudson program, the Challenger sales program, the Dale Carnegie program, the IBM way. So many of them are there. But the most difficult part is the mindset, which is where I also my one of the favorite statements is: to be a better professional, you have to be a better human. Right. So we spoke about developing the inner sales person and. Off late, you have been working a lot with a lot of young professionals. I would want to right. draw your attention on what has been your experience of working with a lot of these uh, fantastic young professionals. What some of the strengths or themes that you are uh, seeing, hearing as you interact with uh, these young professionals? Okay. See, young professionals, I, I work with young professionals because I, I say that their internal operating system is not yet hardened. <laughs> the kernel is not yet hardened. So I can work on hardening of their kernel in my own way. Here I'm talking uh, for my audience. Uh, people who are from the IT industry will understand this. But uh, just for the non-IT people, uh, what happens is that there is a piece of software called as operating system in your uh, hardware. And, uh, you know, that sometimes, you know, it's a very uh, loosely done operating system. Of course, most of them these days are very paka, but as in the old times. So if you go and kind of change some, you can go and change some features and quality, some strengths and make that stronger. And that is called as hardening of the kernel. Okay. Kernel is K-E-R-N-E-L, not kernel of the army. So it's possible with younger minds to 
make their system, their their minds stronger through some of these things that I do, and that to me is a very big thing. Number two, there is no methodology in this. Isn't it? At least I don't know of any methodology that you know people will take away and say, "Hey, now I suddenly become uh, very trustful and I'm suddenly become very dependable and all that." Right? To me, the methodology is inspiration. Right? Mm-hmm. People need to be inspired to want to follow you, to want to emulate you. You means I'm just uh, I, I'm one, but there are many people in the team who are like that. My team who do that, right? So they want to be inspired. So for us, the methodology is inspiration, largely. And of course, there are some interventions and some uh, processes that we do, but large part of it is inspiration. And it is easier to inspire younger minds. Uh, younger minds uh, operating systems are not hardened, so it is easier to remodel and harden the kernel in the way you want it. That is one part of it. That's why I kind of prefer working there. and frankly in my scheme of things i am building better citizens for the future of india they incidentally happen to be in tech mahindra they incidentally happen to be in myra business school i did one program there they could be for example in some other company but as far as i am concerned my vision is to build great citizens for india who will then go out with this padi hai go out with passion go out with optimism and so on and so forth now looking at the younger generation i think uh, the younger generation are to an extent i find this is my observation bit of a better humans than we were <laughs> extreme competition extreme deprivation etc can lead to people becoming little selfish which probably was the case in my generation and so on right the, the younger lot are have been raised with a standard of living which is good and bad by the way if you look at simon sinek's talk there is the bad part of it he talks about but i'm looking at the good part so they come with a sense of generosity they come with a sense of ability to collaborate which is kept unearthed and that's what i see so i see a lot of hope and that ability the learnability on technology is extremely high extremely high so you know we are able to solve it problems within ourselves we hardly go back to the central it team to fix things they are able to fix they are able to go to the they are, they know because they are digital natives they know how to go where to find things that are like aha and wow for me are like a day's job for the young kid right so i think uh, we are able to tap into that uh, but at the same time i do miss the discipline the the timeliness commitment part which is where i am there to build it back in them so you are the bridge in a lot many ways i am hoping that way yes well in that kind of opens up another thought in me if you are seeing this in close quarters as to what the next generation is going to bring to the workforce then what should the leaders on the other end of the spectrum be prepared for what should he or she be doing to say that have a fantastic bunch of individuals who are lot better than uh, me or there's some collective of uh, everybody but how would we kind of collaborate and leverage these complementary skills for the betterment of the team of the project of the organization yeah so uh, a multitude of answers one answer i will borrow from the simon sinek uh, talk 
Uh, another answer maybe I'll try and do. So one is that uh, the way the education system is in India, uh, I don't think people are coming out uh, industry ready. People are just going about it like an automation. Like if you, I mean, I've been to several colleges down south as part of Tech Mahindra's recruitment program, engineering colleges, okay, unheard of places and so on. And I find that while some students are good, but majority are just out there to somehow earn a degree. Okay, and they are not coming out industry ready in any form. Of course, NASCOM is trying to do some work there, reskilling. Again, my listeners, I'm talking from the IT industry standpoint of view. So keep that in mind as I talk this through. So uh, they don't come out industry ready, which means that therefore as managers, we must realize that we have to retrain them, uh, which is not good, right? And, and with today's world where the onus of learning has shifted inexorably towards the learner, uh, we have to encourage them, nudge them, find ways to give them certifications, online courses to do that they complete and then we test them on that and you know so that retraining and then offering them those courses those links uh, which are engaging which are bite-sized where you know we are nudging and not pestering all of that is, is a combination that we have to think of as leaders on one side other side is that there's a lot of competition right i mean they, they have gone through entrance exams they have fought for jobs uh, they have Constantly, you to get higher ranks. If you really see three idiots, right? everybody has to get 95% marks or more. And then suddenly they come into the corporate world and they're asked to collaborate. Uh, oh, collaboration. And they have never learned to collaborate unless some of them have played sports, unless some of them have done teamwork uh, in their college, which not all do, right? The bulk of the people, 80% plus, are uh, not doing that. So I think. Uh, that's another expectation that you know we have to realize that hey why is he not collaborating why is he keeping it to himself or herself uh, is something as leaders we must be aware of maybe we have to then you know build a lot of team activities encourage collaboration catch them right when they do collaborate so these are the two things so the second part of it is the Simon Sinek part the first part is what I spoke about so I think these are the two things that uh, leaders need to be aware as they deal with youngsters coming into the a workforce. Now, that's a great distinction. I think all along, like you said, right or wrong, our education system prepares us to focus more on the self, self-glory, self-achievement. And when you come into the corporate world, it's no longer self. It is True. how well you do when you collaborate. It's more about team rather than self. If we are ready, we'll get started with the power of three round. Go ahead. Three career advice that you wish to share for entry-level managers, for mid-level managers and senior-level managers. One for each category. Entry-level, I think you should uh, build your muscle of learnability. Right? And how do you do that? By learning. <laughs> so, for example, you may want to say that every month I will learn a new skill. Every month I will do a new certification. And the new skill could be anything. I, I learned yoga. I learned deep breathing. I learned, uh, you know, cycling. I learned a language, you know, whatever it is, right? So, uh, mid-level people, see what mid-level people need most is the ability to rally youngsters, the ability to communicate with them. So, I think they need to understand 
deeply more about padi hai and empathy see padi hai is of accepting responsibility is of saying that the buck stops with me is about saying that if i delegate work i cannot abdicate it uh, it's about uh, you know so they are the, they are absolutely the spine of the organization that connects the head to the rest of the body and if the spine is weak the organization the body is weak so these people should be able to imbibe these qualities be able to work with youngsters effectively communicate well show empathy and so on at the leadership level i think what is most important uh, is to be able to paint a vision and is also about authenticity because there are a lot of people who whose words don't match, match their actions right and in in a world uh, at, at that senior level in a world which is driven entirely by the market entirely by the shareholders entirely by private equity and vcs and so on the only mantra is quarter on quarter growth on revenue and profits ebitda so when you have that and then you talk about you know great place to work and you talk about uh, you know uh, esg and all of that there is cynicism in the ranks because they know that the actions are all about quarter on quarter right and everything else including people is dispensable so here people who distinguish themselves are those who are able to balance both of this through authentic communication authentic action so authenticity is about also showing an element of vulnerability is also being able to communicate is also being able to work in the trenches is also being able to say that hey here are my my hands are tied here i cannot do everything every time i cannot be this popular guy all the time so that at the topmost level is what i would uh, state i hope this helps absolutely wonderful three books or movies that has influenced kg movies right so one movie definitely is uh, the godfather i think it is a epic it's a, there is it's an article on that today in the times of india 100 times epic movie absolutely on leadership you know is godfather another movie that i think i liked a lot is 3d x is of the you know latest uh, genre and my all time favorite of course there no learning in that my all time favorite is shole at one time in life uh, i would know about 60% of his dialogues by heart i am not surprised at all three individuals you would like to be mentored by i know you have been doing a fantastic job mentoring a lot but if you had a choice of being mentored by any three individuals who those three individuals be one would be a guy called amitabh datta amitabh datta used to be my first boss in uh, one of the earliest bosses at uh, tech mahindra mbt phenomenal phenomenal person you know he is a person who keeps asking you questions you think it's all you know nice and you know you think you are walking very casually and then you you look at your legs and you find that you are actually running he doesn't make you realize that you are running but you are running so he is a phenomenal guy another person who is uh, very very good in sales uh, reviews uh, num- uh, action by numbers review by numbers amazing guy is uh, manoj chug uh, manoj chug used to head emc in india earlier is head uh, uh, cisco he was in tech mahindra for a fairly long time 6 or 7 years he now is the president corporate affairs at uh, mahindra and mahindra so he is the third per- second person third person who maybe uh, mahindra singh dhoni uh-huh. on how to how to guess get the best out of people how to stay calm how to present a deadpan face and communicate maybe these three that's nice 
three practices that KG follows? At this point in time, I am out to lose weight, so I am not into sweets, right? So I, I just stop sweets. So I'm such a sweet tooth person that for me to do that uh, requires a switch in the head. So I sat, I, I stood on a weighing scale about four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I looked at the weight and then said, "Hey!" So then that switch went off in my head. So I'm now off sweets completely, zero. Right. So that's one practice uh, I'm doing. I think the inane boss, the rest, I'm not thought about this. I, I do a morning walk every day. I do about 15,000 steps a day. 15,000? Yeah, 15,000 steps a day, mm-hmm. which is keeps me reasonably mobile. I don't think it is to lose weight or anything. That's another practice. And then uh, a third practice is, of course, I constantly create content to post on my profile. I run a, a bi weekly newsletter on LinkedIn. So I have to create content for that. So content creation, talking to people. I think w- one practice that I'd like to do, which I'm not doing now, is to be able to talk to several senior people out there and bring out their stories and use that. So basically in- increase the rear view mirror experiences to augment mine uh, so that you know I can use that to train more youngsters. That's a nice list of practices. As you are saying this, I was thinking in my mind, you have a good combination of nurturing your physical self, mental self and the overall well-being. Thank you. The last of the power of three round, KG. Three courses or skills that you would recommend young professionals to pick. Uh, Again, this this answer will come from largely from a IT industry standpoint. Number one is try to become digital. So digital is a very vast thing. So in digital, there is automation, there is uh, artificial intelligence, there is uh, a data and analytics, there is cloud, uh, all of that is there. Pick one or two and complete some certifications is my recommendation because that will fire some neurons in your head and you'll start, especially cloud, pick up cloud and pick up automation. Do that, you know, you will get a UI path three certification. You would get an AWS certification, Azure, Google, whatever it is. So become digital. Do a certificate. Do as many certificates as you can, but do at least one or two. That is one part of the skill building. Number two is practice entrepreneurship. People want entrepreneurs, right? People, frankly, in today's world, in flat world, want everybody to be an entrepreneur. There is no uh, uh, no longer the luxury to have too many specialists. Yes, we will have. But uh, entrepreneurship is a person who is, you know, practicing the rise principles, which is accepting no limits, driving positive change and alternative thinking. And if you really look at an entrepreneur, he's making a positive change through his entrepreneurship, but he accepts no limit and he's continuously thinking of different ways to make things happen. Okay. So practice. How do you practice entrepreneurship? I mean, I'm, my father doesn't have a business. I don't have the money to start. Join Amway. Join up Amway and do some selling. Join up multi-marketing companies and do some you know, entrepreneurship. Maybe set up a website and sell something online. If nothing, sign up with a credit card company and stand in a mall. See, in entrepreneurship, you, have, you, will have, you cannot just wash your hands off anything. right? You have, once you sell, then you have to collect money, then you have to service, you have to then look at stocks, etc. Et so that, that knowing the pain in the kitchen makes you a better, better individual better professional and number three in today's world as you start off whatever you might want to say learn english please so when i'm saying english english in writing english in speaking 
uh, English in, in presentation, etc. Right? Learn English. Uh, you can always argue back and forth. Oh, do the Chinese know? Do the Russians know? Do the Germans know? They are all doing well. No, why me? Pause. Forget that. Once you get to a certain stage in life, you can say whatever you want. But today, from the IT industry standpoint, 95% of my business comes from overseas, of which you know the uh, US and uh, Europe contribute a significant amount. And you better know this language, and that's the biggest advantage that India has. That was a part of Tiran KG. Thank you so much for being a sport here. Thank you. Thank you. So as you are working very closely with corporate as well as with lot of the professionals in the corporate, and we are at a very interesting stage in the world where we are returning back to workplace. So it is such a big deal now. Coming back to work has become a, such a big deal. So what cues are you hearing in terms of hybrid world? Yeah. What are the things that the employees are looking forward to and are ours too? And as a leader, what should the leaders or the employer should readjust in this new hybrid world model yeah it's a very uh, touchy question uh, shrikant i what i'm hearing latest is that the it industry's customers are almost 80% or more back and off so a ford or a bank you know a jp morgan or a or a whatever all these guys at least in the india center are saying that 80% plus they are back at work and therefore they are nudging to say that hey mr vendor are you back at work 100% are you back at work 80% you are my vendor techmindra is my vendor tcs uh, is my vendor etc uh that is number one so so there is some pressure starting to build there number two is that now my uh, employee has gone to merit and he is used to his mother's cooking and not and also not paying any rent and also getting a bangalore salary and living in merit so so that number 2 okay the number 2 number 3 so that there is suddenly this great resignation and war for talent big time right people who are getting 5 lakhs of rupees are going out at 15 lakh i don't know how but they are, they are getting that kind of money and going away so as indian uh, uh, vendors as indian it service providers Uh, we are caught between a hard place and the, and the, you know deep sea we don't know what to do because if we push the button very hard we will see a spate of leaving spate of resignation because the merit guy merit is just a <laughs> place a placeholder who can be hubli also yeah that guy uh, is uh, going to say thank you i'll join another company in another team at uh, twice the salary and they are willing to let me work from uh, you know merit but the customer is saying hey you know what we are 80% back how did they manage i don't know can you do it for us can you because then if you if you are not there in the same place the same bandwidth whiteboarding along with us doing a telepresence along with us you will not be as effective you will not be a good thought leader so uh, there are no easy answers but i think the dial is being turned slowly managers are being asked to come so frankly in my opinion it should be by the team right if the team believes they can deliver to that those objectives without any compromise on quality we should let the team leader decide and hold him or her accountable for example in my team in sales enablement uh, there's no big need to be in the same room every day in any case our people are dispersed the only thing we have, we have to insist and guarantee 
is you should have a reliable uh, internet connection despite power outage. Uh, I should not say, oh, by the power went off, so I, my, give me five minutes before power comes, etc. So that all of that we should insist and uh, let people. So I'm saying, leave it to the team leader. He or she should be accountable for the quality uh, for him or her to decide, and uh, otherwise not have the old almost a diktat that everybody has to be in a base location. So very true. And the whole topic is just so new that none of us have had prior experience. You just have to kind of take it by the day. This show is all about creating ripples of inspiration. If there is an inspire someone today message for all the listeners, what is KG's inspire someone today message? Oh, it absolutely has to be padi hai. So as I said, and, I, and let me elaborate on that, right? So padi hai, as I said, is it matters to you. And uh, if uh, it does not matter to you, you will blame someone. And let me give you an example of padi hai in our personal life, right? So IT industry, we are all working, we are at home, uh, we are living as a bachelor. And then ma mama is coming from, uh, you know, wherever, Allahabad, right? Uh -huh. Mama is on the train and mama is arriving at 2.30 in the afternoon, right? Or 3.30 in the afternoon. And then, you know, obviously you have sent a car to pick her up. You know, some, some of your favorite taxi guy has gone with a placard. Platform uh, number four, compartment F2, you're going and waiting. Then the, and, and that you have ensured, right? And then, uh, you know, you've given the keys to the neighbor and told them that mama is coming. You already kept some water. You've bought milk and kept. You've kept some, you know, little snacks for her to eat before you, because you, today your customer has also come of all days, right? You can't leave the, the whole meeting and, you know, come till seven o'clock, right? So you've kept some food at the table. And then, you know, of course, mama's phone is there. You keep calling her. How are you? Has he picked him up? Natural, right? Absolutely you do. Then you contrast this with a customer visit, right? Customer is going to arrive. Right, uh, he is the airport. Somebody has to pick him up. Her up. placard has to be there. You know, the customer is from the Middle East. Uh, so you know, somebody who probably knows a little bit of Arabic has to be there. Now, who will think of all of this as an employee? Oh, to admin ka kaam hai. to marketing ka kaam hai. Right? Which which room to book? Right? Uh, uh, should we keep a little room aside with a prayer mat and show them the direction of Mecca? Who is going to think of this? I don't think anybody thinks in the team. Some person who will do will think. But if it is mother, you are thinking everything. No. Right. This is what is the difference between. So, padihe is something that you have within you. It is only that you have to bring it to work. You, mother is far more important than that Middle East customer. Therefore, you have 100% for mother. But at least bring 50% to work. This is my message to everybody. That's a pretty high message from uh, Krishna Gopal, jo who joined us on uh, this show of Inspire Someone today. KG, thank you so much for taking time and sharing uh, your pulse of wisdom with me and my listeners. Thank you for listening into today's edition of Inspire Someone today. It's been a privilege to bring in these conversations. If you like this episode and have any feedback or comments, do mail me at inspiresomeonetodaypodcast at the rate gmail.com. Inspiring someone is like creating ripples around us. If you like what you listen, 
feel free to share them and let's create ripples of inspiration do not forget to follow me on my instagram handle at late inspire someone today podcast for all the latest updates this is shrikant your host signing off and until next time keep inspiring